Your cousin's in Hawaii, right? Yeah. Why? She's gone forever. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't I thought it was just a two week trip. No. <laughs> I thought I still had contact with her no, the whole time. Your... <laughs> I didn't know Hawaii was like Mars. No, your mom said she's gone forever. <laughs> oh my gosh. What am I gonna do? I didn't say goodbye. Mother knows best. <laughs> oh guys. Okay. Yeah. Welcome back to Paranormal. Yeah, welcome back to Paranormal, everyone. I'm Nicolina. I'm Marie. And uh, welcome to sessions about childhood trauma (laughs) and living with a narcissistic mother. Um, I don't even know what that is, in all honesty. That's on you. That's not my mom, but that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's on me. I don't know what that is. It's not even, I don't think it's narcissistic. I think it's just controlling. I don't know what it is. I don't I'm not know. sure what it is. I'm really I'm not, not sure. I'm not like, sure. I think it's like control, like anxiety, maybe. Yes. I have no idea. Like one of the two. But it's, basically, the, go ahead. No, it's definitely rooted in anxiety. Like 1, that is the, the root. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> some context. My mom messages me at 8.30 a.m. in the morning saying my cousin is leaving for two weeks to go to Hawaii. And I guess she wanted me to message her immediately and say, like, safe travels or something along those lines. I start work around nine o'clock and I didn't get a chance to. I had literally had back to back meetings for the first like five hours of the day. So it's 2.30 and I message her and I say, "Okay, I'll message her. And her response was, she's gone. She's gone. (laughs) She's gone. (laughs) She's gone. Like, as if, nope, sorry, you fucked up. You You have no choice but to live with the consequences of not (laughs) messaging your cousin before she left for Hawaii. And you have no way of contacting her now. So it's... You fucked up. And so I was like, happens, it's your fault. (laughs) Right. That's exactly, exactly the impression that she left me with. And I was like, so I immediately was just like, I'm pretty sure she'll have Wi-Fi on the plane and in Hawaii. So like if I really needed to message her, I'm sure she could receive it somehow. And then she just responded. She did respond and she went, true. (laughs) Okay, thanks for not for for agreeing, Lore. Thanks for not debating me on that. Imagine she was like, I don't know. (laughs) Honestly, in the back of her mind, you know what? I've taught her over time to accept these things, <laughs> like that true. they're not that bad. And she maybe five years ago would have been like, well, you never know. Now she's like, true. You're right. That's probably, you're probably right about that. <laughs> I love her. She's evolved. You never know. Lightly. <laughs> never know. I love that. Oh, oh my God. God. Anyway, Francesca, I hope you've arrived safely. And I'm sorry that I did not message you before you left for Hawaii for two weeks. <laughs> she forgives you, I'm sure. Thank you. Okay. All right. Anyway, let's get into it. We got some horoscopes. Um, do you want me to go first, it. horoscopes? Sure. Okay. So, Gemini. In some ways, you may feel like a lost soul who isn't quite in touch with your dreams. Although you feel energetic and boisterous, you might also get the sense that your energy is misdirected and you're being led in the wrong direction. The key for you now is to lead yourself. Cut through everyone else's agenda and follow your internal rainbow. The more you take charge, the happier you'll be. So I should just quit my job. Mm Mm-hmm. And I should just go start an all-girl punk band. Right. Or just make up my own podcast tour. (laughs) Fucking head out. Guys, you know, people are going back on tour. People are doing live shows. Should we come to your city? Should you pay for us to come to your city? (laughs) Can we get a club promoter to (laughs) do a tour for us? Let us know. Do you know know a club promoter who can do a tour for us? Any, Mm -hmm. like, you know, network, networking. (laughs) Exactly. But I'm being serious for real, though. I feel Um, like we have a lot of fans in very rural areas. I know. That's like... (laughs) I don't even know if there are clubs there. Like I have, like there are, but they're just like not the clubs that would be like, yeah, we're gonna pay you any amount of money to be here. Like they're like, this is on your dollar. Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, 
I don't know. Our largest listener base is in LA. It is. You're right. We can go to LA. We can, yeah, yeah. we can hit up LA. Listen, any club promoters in LA, let us know if you want us to come hang out there and tell some ghost stories. Yeah, comedy clubs, probably. Yeah. Or spooky okay. clubs. I don't know. Oh, yeah, the tarot reading clubs. Those are. <laughs> <laughs> I hear they're. They're, Ooh, tea that's leaf a reading club. Rapidly growing industry in, uh, in LA. <laughs> in LA. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's I've popping got your up everywhere. Oh, man. You might feel as if your powerful emotions are getting in the way of your dreams, Leo. Or perhaps you're feeling that you're so wrapped up in a particular vision of the future that you're getting lost in your own brain. You're losing touch with the present simply because you're so focused on a nebulous idea that doesn't even exist yet. Take a step back from your current mindset and reevaluate the situation. Ours are kind of similar today. Yeah, a little bit similar because that's all. That's what horoscope.com does. Um, <laughs> and no, I think they just, no. the stars are all aligned the way they are. And then they just kind of make iterations for people. But anyway, I mean, I guess like, so I am obsessed with looking at real estate and looking at what, what I could potentially buy. And like yesterday I saw, I sent you the listing. Yes. And I was like, this would be like, this is right in our price range, whatever. And it's a great neighborhood. It needs some like updates or whatever, but not unlivable. And we, we it's enough room for us to grow into as well. Sure. Um. And so I sent it to my uncle who lives in that area. And like he has a beautiful home. He bought the same type of thing, like bungalow needed to be renovated. And he's a very wealthy guy. He's made a lot of smart real estate investments, like whatever. And he was basically just like, Honestly, like with inflation right now and the the market, like you're still at the peak of the market. You have we have not hit like peak inflation or peak interest rates. You still have an opportunity to get in at a time where it's going to be lower. He's like in seven months from now, six, seven months from now, I guarantee a house like that will be worth 100K less. And I was like, yeah. I don't know about that, but maybe. Yeah, well. And yeah, well. he was just like, I would wait. And I was just like, all right, like, you're right, maybe. But because I'm just so fucking pressed about these goals, about getting this our forever home and mm -hmm. whatever. And then I even like even Admir was just like, honestly, man, like, if you really want it, if you really want to do our forever home and you are dead set on like having land and having this and having that, like, let's just buy some land and fucking build and yeah. do that. And he's like, I honestly feel like we could do that better and to our liking more. And I'm like, as long as you're willing to live here for another fucking two years after buying What's land, wrong? Your house is nice. Your no, house it's is fine. fine. It's, it's yeah. fine. But like, it's, yeah. And it's fine for us. Yeah. But if we had a kid, it wouldn't be as, as fine. We could deal uh, with it. Yeah, you could figure it out. But we yeah. Could. If, we put a, we, if we put more space downstairs, which we're planning on doing, we would be yes. fine. Yeah, for a little yeah, yeah. while like it would be fine but at the same time i i just like i have this like i don't know where the mentality is going why i'm so pressed about it sure but i just need to kind of like realistically be patient like i'm not being patient with myself yeah we're 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 the same that way it is probably a trait of a leo where you're like this is what I want. And so now I need to figure out how to get it done as soon as I can possibly get it done. Yeah. Um, the other thing about us, though, is that we typically get it done. Um, That's the other thing where I'm like, I can make this work. No, I will make it work. Like, yeah. I won't fail. Like, my <laughs> husband and my dad have both said to me and some other people have said, like, I know that, like, people always say, like, you can do anything you set your mind to. But right. like, you when you set your mind to it you can really do anything yeah <laughs> like you fucking yep. can do anything and i just yeah i don't know just uh i think it's got to be a trait of a leo because i've got a lot it's of gotta, leo it's placements that leo. yeah like we won't we won't accept failure because it's too much of a hit to our ego please failure yeah. no we pivot no, and do possible. it again it's trying 1, again yeah and no one needs to know <laughs> No. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I okay. mean, that's like, I relate to that, but I've related to a, like a horoscope like that for like months now. So sure. It's sure. not really a daily, <laughs> daily horoscope. But. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so our uh, episode today is, I mean, I, I guess like, it, is yours about UFOs? Um, 
Mm, There are UFO elements. I'll say that. Same. So mine is a combination of those. They're really just like haunted spots in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Is yours in the U.S.? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like because they're not they're not really homes. Like they're really just land masses. (laughs) Yeah. Mine is. Mine is more like, is it an urban legend or okay. is it real life? Like, did this right. really happen? Right. Um, so that's what I've got going on over here. Okay, but, cool. Well, yeah. okay. So while I'm doing, um, I'm going to go first. Yeah. I'm doing Skinwalker Ranch, which is a pretty fucking famous yeah. ranch. It has history. The History Channel has, I'm pretty sure, over three seasons of this. Just um, they do like they literally have like active investigations going on constantly on this place it's like owned by a wealthy investor who has like funded a lot of this stuff going like a lot of the investigations going on um so yeah i'm just gonna uh basically tell a few of the stories and experiences that have been had there and i got my information from history.com um and that was an article uh why the secrets of skinwalker ranch don't stay on skinwalker ranch um that one's from denofgreek.com and that was by alejandro roas and the other one is from how skinwalker ranch became a hotbed of paranormal activity and that was history.com and that was adam janos and then the final one is from newsweek and it's called ufo skinwalker ranch utah pentagon paranormal um, stories and then that's by Hannah Osborne. So I got some pretty like legit sources for this one. So um, yeah. Anyway, so if you don't know what Skinwalker Ranch is, uh, some have called it a supernatural place. Others have deemed it cursed. Terry Sherman got so spooked by the happenings on his new cattle ranch that 18 months after moving his family of four to the property, now known by many as Skinwalker Ranch in northeastern Utah, he sold the 512-acre parcel away. He and his wife, Gwen, shared their chilling experiences with a local reporter in June of 1996. They'd seen mysterious crop circles, and the Sherman said the systematic and repeated mutilation of their cattle in an oddly surgical and bloodless manner which is so sad i love cows i know they're so cute did you know that they have best friends no like they pick a best friend stop it they do I will cry. I'm so sorry. I'm crying. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Within three months of the story's publication, Las Vegas real estate magnate and UFO enthusiast Robert Biglow bought the property for $200,000. Um, under the name the National Institute for Discovery Science, uh, Biglow set up round-the-clock surveillance of the ranch, hoping to get to the bottom of the paranormal claims. But while that surveillance yielded a a book, Hunt for the Skinwalker, Science Confronts the Unexplained at a Remote Ranch in Utah, in which several of the researchers claimed to have seen paranormal activities, they were unable to capture any meaningful physical evidence supporting the Sherman's incredible stories. The ranch was then resold to Adamantium Real Estate, which has since applied to trademark the name Skinwalker Ranch. Had the Shermans been lying about what they saw, or under the spell of a collective delusion. Without evidence, the stories they told were difficult to believe, but they're hardly unique. The Unita Basin of eastern Utah has been such a hotbed of paranormal sightings over the years that some extraterrestrial enthusiasts have deemed it UFO Alley. You can't throw a rock in southern Utah without hitting somebody who's been abducted, local filmmaker Trent Harris told the Deserted News. Indeed, according to Hunt for the Skinwalker, odd objects have been spotted overhead since the first European explorers arrived. In 1776, Francescan missionary Sylvester Velez de Escalante wrote about strange fireballs appearing over his campfire in El Rey. And before the Europeans, of course, indigenous peoples occupied the Uenta Basin. Sorry, the Uenta Basin. Today, Skinwalker Ranch abuts the Uenta and the Ure Indian Reservation of the Ute Tribe. 
So it's possible the Shermans were seeing things that nearby Native Americans had taken note of centuries before. But not everything the Shermans saw on their ranch was skyborne UFOs. They also claimed to see mysterious large animals, most notably a wolf three times the size of a normal wolf that Terry shot at close range multiple times with a rifle to seemingly no effect. Oh my God. Then on the night of March 12, 1997, after the ranch had been sold off, biochemist Colm Keller worked with Biglow's National Institute for Discovery Science and claimed to see a large humanoid creature spying on the research team from a tree. As he detailed and hunt for the skinwalker, the creature was approximately 50 yards away, watching the team safely from a tree perched 50 feet off the ground. The large creature lay motionless, almost casually, in the tree. The only indication of the beast's presence was the penetrating yellow light of the unblinking eyes as they stared fixedly back into the light. After Keller fired at the creature with a rifle, it disappeared. It was then that I saw it, he said, a single obvious oval track about six inches in diameter embedded deeply in the patch of snow. It looked unusual a single large print in the snow with two sharp claws protruding from the rear of the mark going a couple of inches deeper. It almost looked like a bird of prey, maybe a raptor print, but huge, and from the depth of the print, from a very heavy creature. Repeated sightings of human-like creatures have led some to evoke, invoke the name Skinwalker, a shape-shifting character from Navajo tribal folklore. Among the Navajo, skinwalkers are like werewolves, evil witches who can transform themselves into the creatures of their choosing. But Sherman's family ranch was 400 miles north of Navajo Nation. It was next to Ute territory. And when the Utes and the Navajos did cross paths, it was an acrimonious relationship, explains historian Sandra Jones, author of Being and Becoming Ute. It was not friendly, Jones says. The Navajo were more aggressive people, they took slaves, they had Ute slaves, and there was direct conflict when the Navajo attempted to move up in the Ute territory. Um, So while skinwalkers don't feature in Ute religion, there are still aspects of the ranch that make sense with the context of Ute lore. Other strange sightings have occurred directly next door at Bottle Harlow, a 420-acre man-made reservoir on Ute land abutting the ranch which was filled with fresh water in 1970 by federal government mandate. In 1998, a police officer saw a large light plunge into the reservoir and then reemerge, flying off into the night sky. One night in 2002, four young non-Indian men standing on the reservoir shoreline saw a blue-white ball enter the artificial lake. According to the hunt for the skinwalker, The glowing ball dove into the water just a few feet from the shore, then emerged seconds later in a new form, a shimmering, maneuverable belt-shaped shaft of light. After performing a brief, writhing aerial dance, the belt of light zipped away at a high rate of speed, hugging the ground before disappearing below the top of Skinwalker Ridge. Could you imagine viewing that? Like, imagine you saw that happen in front of you. No. (laughs) <laughs> I refuse insane. to imagine it. That's insane. Like, I, I'd just be blinking and being like, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> I wouldn't document it. Like, I wouldn't, I'd just be like, no. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. <laughs> the appearance of the supernatural around Bottle Harlow makes sense with the context of the Ute belief. According to Jones, amongst the Utes, springs and certain waterways were reservoirs of negative power. There were evil spirits that would rise up out of the water and drag you in. Um, so besides kind of that is what is not as well known about Skinwalker Ranch is that some investigators claim that paranormal phenomena follow them home. Brandon Fugel, uh, the elusive owner of Skinwalker Ranch, spoke about how what happens at Skinwalker Ranch doesn't always stay there. Uh Fugel is a prominent businessman and real estate developer in Utah, like I mentioned. He first heard about the Skinwalker Ranch at a local bookstore. The ranch was first brought to my attention when I was at Barnes & Noble back in 2006, 
where I saw the book Hunt for the Skinwalker on the shelf. I actually bought it and read it on the weekend. I found it to be very interesting. Uh, Fugel says he didn't think much more about the ranch until 2015 when two science advisors of another Utah real estate magnate, Robert Bigelow, approached him. Bigelow, who also founded Bigelow's Aerospace, had been funding scientific investigation on the ranch since he had purchased it in the 1990s. Keller, the author, was Bigelow's lead investigator, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Fugel says he had developed a relationship with the two science advisors decades prior. According to him, the advisors asked him whether he would be willing to entertain a potential joint venture or acquisition of the property for the purpose of advancing the research beyond what Mr. Bigelow had done for 20 years. I disclosed to them that I was approaching the topic as a healthy skeptic and that I had never seen a UFO, ghost, or anything of the sort, and that I believed that there were most likely a natural explanation for what had been reported in the book and on the property. They were amused and shared with me what really happened at their investigation. They also disclosed that the ranch had been part of a five-year Pentagon black budget program studying the UFO phenomenon and that, although the results of that investigation remained classified and confidential, how do I say this? The phenomenon was real. So he says he is no longer skeptical that something mysterious is happening at the ranch. People ask me all the time whether I am now a believer based on what I have seen and recorded during my ownership of the ranch. The honest, most direct answer I can provide is that I am not a believer, I am an experiencer. I know for a fact that it is real, and I have witnessed it with my own eyes, with other credible witnesses at my side. What can only be described as daylight sightings of exotic craft over the Skinwalker Ranch. Six months into our investigation, I experienced, while entertaining a visiting dignitary and a security, detail that involved an undeniable sighting of what can only be described as a 40 to 50 foot long silver grayish disc-like object that performed maneuvers that were stunning and defy conventional explanation. He stressed that this sighting was in broad daylight and included several witnesses. He says after the sighting, they continued to experience paranormal phenomena. During that same afternoon, we experienced everything from our smartphones being completely drained from about 80% charge to zero to other electromagnetic anomalies, even acute medical episodes that attended the incidents that occurred on the fateful day. Anyone who watches The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch or has read the book Hunt for the Skinwalker uh, will know that many of those who investigate the ranch have had par paranormal personal experiences with the unknown. I have been covering the ranch for over a decade, and at an event with investigators and their spouses, I had discovered they believe the phenomenon often follows them home, so much so that they now refer to this as the hitchhiker phenomenon. We don't like to talk about the hitchhiker too much because everybody's afraid it's going to trigger it or something. Uh, this is said by Dr. Travis Taylor, who is the lead investigator on the skin secret of Skinwalker Ranch. I have several colleagues that were putting instruments out to measure things at their house as well as at the ranch, and they were measuring simultaneously simultaneous events occurring at both places um, that were thousands of miles apart. So they basically were experiencing what the ranch was experiencing where they were as well. So they feel like they brought it with them. Um, He's, then Taylor says, it just happened to me, my brand new car, so it just shuts off suddenly, all the lights start blinking on and off, and all crazy, which we've seen happen at the ranch, and something was going on at the same time at the ranch while this was happening. Uh, Fugel, says, Fugel says he was aware of the hitchhiker phenomenon, but has yet to experience it himself. Thankfully, I have not had the experience personally, but I do know members of my team and visitors that have had that experience strange activity following them home, and even terrorizing their families. It's a known fact that numerous participants, including military operatives, refuse to ever set foot on the property again due to the negative experiences that they have had, including phenomena following them home. Even Mr. Bigelow had, has had experiences that have followed him, resulting in his refusal to ever visit the property again. 
The U.S. government also set up the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force in 2020 as part of the Office of Naval Intelligence to standardize and collect information about UAP, so Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, sightings. It said the task force would be examining unauthorized aircraft where the observer cannot immediately identify what he or she is observing. The Department of Defense established that the UAPTE to improve the understanding of and gain insight into the nature and origins of UAPs. The mission of the task force is to detect, analyze, and catalog UAPs that could potentially pose a threat to U.S. and national security. In June 2021, NASA Chief Bill Nelson told CNN he did not think UFO sightings were a case of optical illusions. He said that while he does not think UFOs are aliens necessarily visiting Earth, as he thinks he would know, the sightings reported by Navy pilots are a mystery. We don't know if it's extraterrestrial. We don't know if it's an enemy. We don't know if it's an optical phenomenon, Nelson said. We don't think it's an optical phenomenon because of the characteristics that those Navy jet pilots described. And so the bottom line is, we want to know. Travis Taylor, the scientist involved in the secret of Skinwalker Ranch, says, There is not a singular explanation. It is possible that there are bad human actors causing some of it, but there is a lot of that that the technology just doesn't exist that could explain it. I have no current working hypothesis that can be experimentally tested. So we think of things that we can test and do that. Like the Aerosmith song says, we just chip away at the stone until we get to something. When asked about the skepticism most scientists would have regarding Skinwalker Ranch, Taylor said his peers can either follow the scientific method or ignore a part of the world universe around them. Fugel said he believes the study of UFOs will one day be taken seriously as we are witnessing a systemic shift in attitudes regarding the UFO phenomenon and research involving paranormal activity. Due to the evidence being presented and government acknowledgement regarding the reality, we believe our work at Skinwalker Ranch is key to unlocking the mystery. The end. Well, damn. I'm not sleeping tonight. (laughs) Damn, shorty. Like, part of me is like, okay, yeah, like, it could just be, like, enemy aircrafts, but, like, why are they choosing a disc-shaped aircraft? (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, Tom DeLonge <laughs> has already told us about aliens. Like, True, yeah, he totally not, has. Like, not just that, but like... Yeah, like, he's the most credible source that we can look to for this. Well, for real. <laughs> I'm not joking. He, I did a whole episode about this, like, early on in the podcast. He, like, has had footage from the mm-hmm. Pentagon that the pe- and released it to the public, and the Pentagon had to come out and be like, yeah, he's he right. There. There's... There's aliens and like no one cared because it was the beginning of COVID. I know. No one fucking cared. I remember this. I remember this. I know. I don't know if that was Skinwalker Ranch. I feel like because. No, but. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Still. Still. Yeah. But what are they? Yeah. That's the part is what are they? The question. Is it like. Are they men with. No. Odd oblong shaped faces like. Probably no. not. No, I but believe like, that. I think that they're like a like a what's the word I'm looking for? Um, kind of like a Bigfoot, but but more paranormal than a Bigfoot. I that's what you think else. they look like? No, no, no. I mean, like like how Bigfoot exists and no one sees them, but they're right. like an animal that exists, right? Or like a but like but like for the UFO sightings, like in terms of like yes. actual like mechanical devices true yeah like that part of it i'm just like okay is it people just sending out like spying devices like are those what they are like i don't know or maybe aliens dropped off a different species not an alien species and wanted to see how it would react to living on earth interesting before they took over our planet and then they saw what we did to it and they were like, never mind. Never mind. And they not. just left them here. There. Um, all right. Well, we'll take a quick break. And then yep. when we come back, I'm going to talk to you guys about a hole. Can't wait. You're going to talk about me? <laughs> 
I'm leaving that in. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we are going to talk to you, or I'm going to talk to you, about a hole, a special hole. <laughs> It's it's Mel's hole. And um, I thought you were joking when you said that. Like I thought you were making a joke about something no. and I was like, oh no, this You're is like, a real thing. I don't get this and I'm too tired to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're gonna talk about Mel's hole. And um the first time I had ever heard I thought that you heard about Mel's hole, but I guess I'm wrong. I might have. But, but the first time I had oh. ever heard about Mel's hole, I was on TikTok as I usually am late at night. Um, and this girl did like a whole series about Mal's hole. And so then I was like, I got to cover this for the podcast one day, but I was on that leave now I'm back. So let's do it. Um, so I got my information from a medium.com article, Wikipedia, daily record news, history daily, and a ranker article. So we're going to go to our favorite place, the Pacific Northwest. So. As we all know, the Pacific Northwest is full of weird things, among them a hole. Yes, a hole. You could call it the Bigfoot of holes. Sure, it looks like an ordinary hole, but could an ordinary hole bring animals back from the dead? Would an ordinary hole be bottomless? Do live animals refuse to go near ordinary holes? And do radios play music from the past when around ordinary holes? I would wager to say no. They do not. On February 21st, 1997, a man calling himself Mel Waters called in to a paranormal radio show to tell everyone about his hole. He clearly knew his audience. The late night radio show had close to 3 million listeners and was broadcast to radio stations in the US, Canada, and Australia. According to Mel, there was a pit on his property in Kititas County, Washington. If I said that wrong, you guys can correct me. Um, And it was a natural hole. He and his neighbors had long been using the hole as their own personal dump, tossing trash and unwanted belongings into it. He thought it was strange, however, that every time they would throw something into the hole, they would never hear it hit the bottom. It got him wondering how far down the hole really went, and so Mel set out to perform an experiment on his hole. Armed with a fishing pole with a weighted line, Mel dropped the line into the pit to see if he could measure it. To his surprise, the line went down 80,000 feet, which was the entirety of his fishing line. Right. Which was the entirety of his fishing line, and it still had not hit an object or reached the bottom of the hole. Now, a bottomless pit is unique enough on its own, but Mel had more astonishing claims about his hole. He said that the hole did not produce an echo when people would yell into it, and he also talked about how his neighbor's dog had died, and the neighbor threw the dog's body into the hole, which, like, you're a fucking asshole. Like, that, mm-hmm. that's fucking fucked Period. up. Period. Give it a but, real... Right? Like, what an ass. Um, But a few days later, he encountered the dog in the woods nearby when he was hunting, and the dog was alive and well, and he knew that the dog was his because he was wearing the same collar. Okay. Yeah. But Mel's own dogs that were alive were terrified of the pit and refused to go anywhere near it. Okay. Okay. Right. Another strange thing that occurred was when Mel had taken his radio down near the hole, but was unable to tune it into his favorite station. Instead, the radio played unknown voices and music from past decades. Interesting. Like on any radio, that's all it would play from any radio station. It didn't even connect to a radio station. Correct. Yes. He would try to tune it to like something that he enjoyed listening to Mm -hmm. and the radio would just be like staticky and kind of like, you know, old timey music. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. And voices that he couldn't recognize. Creepy. Yes. So Mel appeared on this radio show more than one time than this one time in 1997. He was also a guest in 2000 and then again in 2002. 
Both times, he was telling more stories about his hole. According to Mel, he once saw a black beam shoot out of the hole. Another time, he talked about how if metal objects came near the hole, they would sometimes turn into other metals. This claim obviously made people very skeptical about the story that he was telling. Also, the hole had a diameter of nine feet. Just wanted to oh, okay. let you know okay. that as well. I, I was envisioning like this gigantic, like hundred foot foot hole, but no, okay. no, it's a nine foot hole. So like he didn't think it was that deep until he thought until of him and his neighbors were basically like, we've been throwing trash in here like couch, like literally like, like, couches and right, shit, like endless and, amount, and nothing's yeah, piling and up. Nothing's piling up, and we don't hear it when it hits the bottom. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Right. Then comes the government involvement. So, of course, if there's a magical hole somewhere in the United States of America, you bet that the government is on it. I mean, they haven't contacted me yet. (laughs) (laughs) Not that you know of. Magical hole. (laughs) Not that you know of yet. (laughs) Admir is secretly a spy (laughs) from the United States. (laughs) He could pass for pass for a Russian spy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Mel said that the government was covering up the magical properties of his amazing hole. He said that one day he was walking towards his hole when a man wearing a suit approached him. And I got to say, it's always a man in a suit. It's never a guy in Wranglers. Am I right? Behind, right. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Black suit and tie with black glasses. It can't be a fucking cowboy. It's gotta be. <laughs> so behind him, Mel could see a bunch of people wearing biohazard suits. And the men, or the man in the suit told Mel that the area had been closed off due to a plane crash and that Mel was no longer allowed near his hole. And Mel's like, um, there definitely wasn't a plane crash because I would have known. It's literally on my property. Like he would have heard a plane crash, right? Right. And like, would there not be shrapnel and debris everywhere? Exactly. Right? Like, we got a real Roswell on our hands here. Like, yeah, and people, right? So next, the government paid him a huge chunk of cash to lease the land from him. And Mel took them up on their offer, and he used the money to move to Australia. Now, Good for Mel. Tell me about it. Is it Mel Gibson? No, it's Mel Waters, remember? Oh, sorry, sorry. Maybe he rebranded. Okay. Maybe. Now, Mm -hmm. was Mel telling the truth about his special hole? It depends on who you ask. The story itself was unbelievable. And it turns out that investigators soon determined that there was no one by the name of Mel Waters who owned property in Kititas County. Also. Me? Right. But, but. Okay, so also, Mel had made claims that his wife had worked for Central Washington University, which was also proven to be untrue. However, okay, mm-hmm. let's, you know, we can we not just assume that maybe he was using a pseudonym when yeah. calling into a radio station sure. to talk about a magical hole? Yeah, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Sure, but is that the no- only is that the only instance where he used the the name Mel Waters, or did he use it with the government and like show ID, like identification, saying that he was Mel Waters, and like was well, he just like a complete fraud? Well, we don't know because yeah, don't know. the government is like, nope, never happened. Ah, uh, okay. But Mel Waters is like, yeah, it fucking did, homies. You mm-hmm. took my Got land, it. or you paid for my land. Got anyway. It. It's also seemingly geologically impossible for Mel's hole to exist. The deepest known cavern is 7,188 feet, and the deepest mine shaft is 12,572 feet. Wow. Right. In 1989, Russia drilled a borehole to 40,230 feet, but this is still half of what Mel had measured of his hole. Right. A geologist with the State Department of Natural Resources named Jack Powell explained that if a hole was 80,000 feet deep, it would go into the Earth's core and would cause it to collapse from pressure and heat. But to Jack Powell, I say, 
What about magic? <laughs> what about that? What so, about like, magicians? did they measure the hole, though? Did they ever, they just never said that it existed anymore? Well. Okay. Not only that point before that I made, uh-huh. <laughs> but no one can seem to find the hole. Now they can't find the hole. Mm-mm. Nope. And Mel's off to Australia and isn't answering any questions. And no one can find him because apparently Mel Waters doesn't exist. Unless, okay, I've got theories. I've got, right. So now I'm like, okay, is it a government cover-up? Did they kill him and then got an imposter to call into the show and was like, they gave me a bunch of money and I'm off to Australia. Bye. You know what I mean? Like, that's a possibility too. Um, But because... There mm-hmm. are many eyewitness accounts of people who are still around that say they have seen the hole themselves. Okay. okay yeah. And they've thrown their trash into it. Right. One right. of these right. One of these people is Gerard Osborne, who also goes by the name Red Elk. He's half Native American and half white medicine man. In 2012, he told journalists that he had been to Mel's hole several times and backed up the claims that Mel had made about the special hole. He even said that the government had set up a secret base at the hole where government scientists were researching alien activity, which would explain the black beam, metals turning into different metals, the radio being strange. Sure. sure. Right? A dog coming back to life. Basically all of it. So... (laughs) While most people believe that the hole is just another fantastic urban legend, there are those who believe it to be true. And I'm not quite sure which category I fall into, but I will say that I have heard of stranger stories come out of the Pacific Northwest. And that is the crazy story of Mel's Hole. Well, okay, I just, who would get the notion to be like, you know what, I'm just going to call up and make up this story about a fucking hole. It's the mental illness. Okay. Okay. Sure. Like, I don't know what I'm talking someone about. Someone who's but, just not mentally stable. But like that's very Or uh, somebody who I guess so. I guess you could I guess I guess you could like horse, make that up in your mind too. if you were a little bit delusional. And right? fame and, and fame hungry people, but also, yeah, that's but the fame hungry is like for me less believable. Because that's a weird thing to make up. Like, that's not a nor like, that's a very specific thing. But I feel, so I also, yes, it is. But then I also feel like there are a lot of people who make up paranormal things mm, that's for true. fame. Right? That's true. But like I'm saying, like, this is not one of those paranormal things that I feel someone would, would concoct right. in their mind. Because it's such a very specific, right. rare thing to to bring up to say yeah to even concoct of story around but and like they would obviously require some sort of investigation or evidence of something like that it's not like you yeah. saying oh i saw this thing and it disappeared a hole is gonna be there right you're gonna be able to right. come see it but then if the government got involved and right. if it is alien activity mm-hmm. have they covered it up in some way that like again magic magical okay okay can't see it with the naked eye i don't have special government glasses but i believe in the ability to perform magic and deceive people but i don't believe in magic listen listen let's just say here's a theory that i'm gonna pose to okay here we go here we go people or governments have used radio frequencies to their advantage many times Mm -hmm. you can fuck with people's brains using radio frequencies so what if there's just a radio frequency in the area that literally makes this hole look like it's not there and you just don't see it and it's not there you can make people hallucinate. Like this is like I get, a real I believe thing. You. I believe you. I I one hundred percent think that right? it's possible. But I just want to believe in it because it's fun to believe in, not because I, I think that it has like merit. You know, like I'm yeah, not. Trying, no, I, I don't agree. want people to think I'm like crazy. Like, no, I know. I know. But. I know. It, I just, for me, I just think that someone who made up a story about a eighty thousand foot hole. Um, 
is just that's just a, a ridiculous thing to do like there's so many other things you should have made up right besides that right alien abduction way more believable totally right like nobody would doubt you then and and then it's the whole thing with the neighbors that threw their trash down there and then they the also neighbor have with that. the dog they have that yeah right for sure there's also I don't know. all that i really don't i i mean i'm inclined to believe i i just i just really would like for someone to to do some measurements of this hole because like <laughs> it could just be like a really fucking deep hole it could be um but the eighty thousand foot fishing line says my nay. immediate my immediate brain was who the fuck has in their possession mm-hmm. a measuring device of eighty thousand feet like no. i don't know anyone who has that so <laughs> no, i feel I like that's the only unbelievable part of it mm-hmm. is the fact that he actually owned something that could measure that depth fishing line you fishing think that- line i don't think goes that does it go that deep it's weighted he put a weight on it and then put like put it on a fishing line like on a fishing pole and put a weight at the end of the fishing line and drop the weight I just, into the I just I got to know how long most weighted fishing lines are. How? You can tie them like you can tie together a bunch of line. Like I guess like, I guess so. Right? Yeah. I guess. Like there's more that's than 80,000 feet of fishing line in It's in a, a lot state. of time fishing line, but yes, that's well, true. If you really wanted to know the bottom of that hole. It's true. Right? Like they s- 45 kilometers is the longest set of fishing line sure which i don't know what it that is in feet but in feet 45 kilometers in to feet. feet sorry no don't be i'm excited to find out is oh is how much Oh, okay. How He's 147,000 feet. So there you go. He just needed to buy one of those. He literally needed one fishing line. So he's not full of shit. No. Well, not about the length of fishing not line. Not about the length least. of the fishing line. Like he, know, he knows his fishing line, that's for sure. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. So. Yeah. And that's Mel's hole. Interesting. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's time for some fuck Mary kills. Let's and do it. And we're in tour season, so what? here we go. Um, I'm debating whether to do a TikTok version, like oh, three TikTokers, but I also feel like they're too young. Yeah, no, don't. Okay, they're I get all what of you're age. Now. They're all of age, but they're still in my mind young people. Sure. And I don't really know, if, but yeah. Anyway, sure. So I might take a different direction and take people attributed to the Kardashians in some way. <laughs> okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> so we're going. Oh no, 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 no. Separate, separate one. Okay. Most of these people are attributed to the Kardashians <laughs> okay. in some way. However, okay. one is not, and I just need to to include her because I just have to. Sure. Okay. So here we go. Okay. We got Black China. Okay. We've got Megan Fox. Okay. And we've got Amber Heard. It's so funny because Travis Scott is a Taurus. You could have used him and all the I didn't want to because we did tra- we used Travis Scott before. Oh, okay. Sorry. And I'm I wanted to use out. Amber Heard. Okay. Right okay. now. Okay. Okay. So we're killing Amber Heard. We're immediately killing Amber Heard. Okay. Yeah. So yep. far. Okay. Okay. Um, and then you said Black China and Megan Black Fox. Black China and Megan Fox. Uh, I guess I'm marrying Black China and I'm having sex with Megan Fox. Okay. That's yeah. acceptable. Yeah. I guess I'll. Or, agree. Yeah, no, I'm going to. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, if I have sex with Black China, I only have to have sex with her once. And then if I marry Megan Fox, I get to hang out with her because we're married. So I'm going to flip True. it. True. I'm going to flip it. I'm going to have okay. sex with Black China. Yeah. I'm going to marry Megan Fox so that we can chill. I can hang out with MGK and Pete Davidson. Yeah. And I Kimmy. agree with that. Okay, cool. I also think that and Black Travis. China would be a freak in the sheets. Yeah, she definitely would be. Yeah. Um, those are my answers. Okay. Okay, I'll agree. Yours. Thank you. <laughs> Yours are, are Stephen Colbert. Mm-hmm. 
Noah Centineo mm-hmm. and Cher. Okay. We're. Oh, I know. I'm I marrying, love all of them. I'm marrying Noah Centineo. Okay. I'm obsessed with him. Like, he okay. gives me forever. Yeah. Forever romance vibes. Yes, like it's just definitely. The, like if he romanced me every day and like that, that's my, I just, the vibes are so strong. For sure. <laughs> so him, for sure. Stephen Colbert, uh, I'm going to kill him. Okay. And I'm going to have sex with Cher. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. I, I don't, I don't know. think I could care, c- kill Cher. That's the problem. So like, right? are you going to try and kill Cher just to see if she's immortal? Just like you did with Paul Rudd. Just like I did with Paul Rudd. Yeah. <laughs> I got a message about that from someone being like, I agree with your reasons. I know. I agree. <laughs> Not someone, from Katrina. So I remember, yes. She really likes our podcast, so I should say her name. Um, thank you, Katrina. Um, so I really, the problem is I like, I love Stephen Colbert. And I'm like. I know. I am very attracted to him as a human being as well. Oh. I, I am. Not. Noah Centineo is also like, come on, like, gorgeous. Yeah. Dreamboat. Oh, and Cher, I- icon. And, icon. And has the most hilarious Twitter account of all time. Um, just fucking so good. Um, so, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill Stephen Colbert. It gives like Trevor Noah a chance to step into that role on there on, you go, you know, his late night TV show. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I will um I will do your the same thing as you. You're gonna yeah. agree with Mary my... Noah and have sex yes. with Yes. That's great. Because yeah. yeah, I feel like a one off with Noah, I would fall in love. So I'd need yeah. to marry him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. You can't have a one and done with him. No, <laughs> not impossible. after P.S. To all the boys I loved before. No, no, absolutely not. All right, I just combined two of. The I know I'm gonna cut movie it out. names. But- <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna cut it. Now I'm not going to. <laughs> all yeah. right. Okay. Well, if you guys agree with our fuck Mary kills, let us know because that makes me laugh. And also, um. Tell us if you believe in Mel's hole, because I want I want to yeah know. I want some feedback. Maybe we should do a poll on this. Yeah, who's a believer and who's not a believer in Mel's hole? Mm-hmm. And that's and I need you guys to stay spooky. Yeah, because that show is baby. Bye bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 